But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on into Illegal Ham of the Face. I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates, and I'm always here with Big Bri. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, another day in paradise. At least it's not as hot as what they were calling for this week, Bri. Nice, cool, beautiful today. summer day. Got up to like 81. I went bike riding with the kids. Note to self, nice. I need to do that more. Uh, I went over a little hill, and I MF that hill like you would not believe, Bri. I mean, we could sh- we could shut the show down now. That's the shocker of the show that you own a bike. I own two bikes. You own two bikes. What are you doing owning two bikes? Now, how uh, you got the thick tires? You don't got these thin tires. Bro. Obviously, not riding it is that. That's what I'm doing. Obviously, not riding that bike. All right. That's awesome. Is it? A, is it a double bike? Like double mint gum? No, I tried to get Hope to get that, oh, and she said you'll dump shoot. me on purpose. And I said, yeah, probably I would do that. No, I cool. got it. it just uh, Tony. It was Tony's old bike. He brought it over and he doesn't okay. ride it anymore. So I was like, all right. And the kids today, they got done with Taekwondo. They're like, it's time for daily bike ride. I'm like, yay, let's do this. <laughs> Found out that I haven't used muscles down there in a while, Bri. Like the quads were burning. Um, found out that the seat is very not comfortable anymore after sitting. Yeah. You know, you need one like that wide. I mean, not just you, anybody. You, you got to get the one of those monsters. Saying I got a fat ass? Is that what you're saying? No. I, I mean, I'm just... Uh, any uh, My bike riding experience, the, the seats are like the size of a slice of pizza. And that's well, just not going to cut it. The one that Tony has on his, and I, I got a... It's a little skinny seat. But it's got one of those yeah. little air tunnels in the front of it. So it shoots the cold air up in certain places that you need it. I've never heard anything like that. That's uh-huh. news to me. Yeah. All right. That must nice. be some European stuff. Hey, cool. there's like a it, dude, seriously, it's like a little hole right in the front of it, and it shoots the air vent up into like where your shorts are to keep you kind of somewhat dry and not what, chafing uh, and everything else. Yeah. What do we got going on on the show today? Oh, nope, there's Harold. Harold's here. Shut the hey, show Harold. down. Harold's here. By the way, the show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Fall leagues are starting this week. We have players that need homes, and we also have teams that need form. Please get a hold of Harold Kill or us here at Legal Ham to the Face. Get a hold of Harold Kill on Facebook at Lake Erie APA. Uh, we're going to have some fun here coming up. I can't wait for that. Everybody is in here because later on during the show, we are going to do our fantasy draft order. Now, Bri, we have done a little, we always done like little little twists and turns with this fantasy draft. We did a vampire draft. We've done a super flex draft. We've done a knockout, which that was fun. 
All right. Yep. Now, this one is going to be a little bit of a kink in this one, too. Our draft will be on the 30th at 8 p.m., right, Bri? Mm. 29th. 29th. What is that a Wednesday? That's the no, 29th is our live show. Wednesday's the 30th. So Okay, so 30th. 30th I was at gonna 8 see if maybe we could move it up to 7 30, maybe. 7 30? We can do I got one at eight. I got, right. I got one at 8 30. So we I could mean, do ours at seven. You want to do ours at seven? If everyone's cool with it, seven would be better for me. But uh yeah, seven, maybe seven thirty if uh if people have an issue and reach out to us. So all right. Yeah, now you got everybody's email, right? You'll be uh, I do, yeah. Joe Bear was the only one. Uh yeah. Hopefully hopefully everyone has signed up by but I haven't entered in Joe Bears, so okay. gotta do that. But when I reactivated the league, it should have sent out um uh, information and notifications that, hey, it's going again, sign back up, which I don't even think they need to sign back up. They just need to log back in, and That's you should be good to go. So I'll double-check on that, though. All right, so, so far we have Fatty, Big Bry, Joe Bear, Chris, the brother from another mother. We got Big Boy Phillips. Craig Foster is here. Lauren is back in this, Bry. Justin Massey nice. from Kentucky. We got Nick Wallace, Mark Rhoda, Big Man, and Harold Keel himself as our 12. And boys, guess what we're doing this year? No defense. No kicker. Gone. We are doing we, what I like to call the two-by-two. Two. We're doing two running backs, two wide receivers. Brian, are we going to do two tight ends or no? Two tight ends. Yep, two tight two ends. Two tight ends, two flexes. All right. One so quarterback. This one, year's one quarterback, though. One quarterback. So not so, a super flex. So not a super flex, but you have to play either running back or a wide receiver or tight end in that spot. And like I said, no defensive kickers right. anymore. Them. Yep. Probably because we don't have a kicker. Oh, boy. It's going to be a long season. Yes, it is. All right. We won't get into that here. Chris is all excited. Uh, Justin said he could do seven. Craig said he could do seven. Chris, can you do seven? Chris Wait. can probably do seven. Harold, can you do seven? We'll find out here real quick. Majority rules, awesome. but we'll get into that draft order here a little bit later. Today's show, Brian, we are going to get into our trivia brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. It is your turn for trivia, I believe. Yep. All right. Is it? Yes, it is. I forgot. But oh, here, keep talking. Keep talking. I'll, I'll come up with something in my head. Okay. All right, then we are going to get into our Cleveland headlines. We're going to talk a little bit of Browns, some things that happened through the week with the Guardians. Then we are going to get into Fat Boy Tuesday, and Bri, you said it, social drinking. We're going to see what we got yeah. for social drinks coming up here. Uh, I'll figure it out, but he said, yeah, he could do that. All right, so here we go. Chris is in for seven. Um, and then also we're going to do, finally, Bri, we've talked about it. We're going to get excited about it. We're going to do our top three popular takes one for each cleveland team one for the browns one for the guardians and one for the Cavs. all right so keep your uh, hats and knickers on because brian and i are probably going to blow your minds with our unpopular takes that people are probably going to get pissed off at us about especially me because you're going to love mine all right it's gonna be a sobering segment uh, yes, Craig, we will get into that here when we hit Cleveland headlines because he's not the only one that did it. Brian, do you got any shout-outs this week? 
Uh, yeah, my wife just reminded me. Um, let me shout out my niece who celebrated her birthday last week. Uh, so shout out to Adeline. Um, unfortunately, we were unable to make it because the birthday party was in Chicago this weekend and uh, we had some other things going on. But thankfully, my mom made it. So shout out. Happy birthday to my niece, Adeline. I want to say 10, 9, 9, 10, something like that. And then uh, also... My nephew, Luke, had his first flag football game this weekend, so I got some videos of him playing some lockdown man-on-man coverage, and uh, if I had to guess, I'd say he'd be like a cover linebacker, um, nice. although he's going to be pretty tall, so he could switch the defensive end and rush the passer, so That's stay awesome. tuned for that update. All right. The only shout outs I got this week is I got a shout out City Dogs. They will be at the, I think it's the Brew Garden in Strongsville. Is that what mm-hmm. it is, Brian? They're going to be there from 4 yeah. to 8 tomorrow. And they're going to have some adoptable. I think they're going to have like four or five dogs with them there that are going to be adoptable. Also, Brian, next week, buddy, next Tuesday, we're going to be at Gino's getting that Italian grill on, baby. Get some good food. And also, cannot forget this, our big one coming up, October 22nd. There it is, pregame show and viewing party at Melt Bar and Grilled and Independence. All of it is benefiting City Dogs of Cleveland. They're doing a dine to donate. We are going to be also taking donations. We are also going to have a show with Always Positive. Jay is going to be on the show with us and a few other people that are going to be in the lineup that join us throughout the day. Um, so please come out and hang out and have a good time with us there. Uh, shout out to my sister who drove nine hours a couple weeks ago to help with my spinal tap. Dude, that is... Hey, my sister wouldn't do that for me, Justin. That's definitely a hell of a shout out for that one. My sister would just let me brought in there. She'd be like, you're fine. Stay there. All right. I guess I'll do that. Very cool. All right, Brian. Well, it is that time of the show for us to get into our trivia, Brian. Are you ready for our trivia? You talk about the dog. Let me go get it, and I'll be right back. All right. So we'll get into the trivia. Let me bring up our sounder, because we do have a cute dog for us today. Well, I don't know what it is about this show, but both me and Brian are doing great on trivia when we're supposed to do it our turn. So it's going to be a Brian fail and a fatty fail for both of us for not doing our jobs right here. But our, uh, here, let me get this in here. Let's go that way because he's frozen. All right. So our dog of the week this week, and do not forget City Dogs of Cleveland is $21 donations all the way through the end of August. So please, please help them clear out the shelters. We've had so many of our dogs adopted there. Last one that was adopted was a long tenure one that was on our show. Shanti finally got adopted. So thank you for adopting Shanti. But today we have Rizzo. And Rizzo is a beautiful female puppy who has impressed us. And she is bright, friendly, and emerged as a rock star. She handles crowds with poise and polite sweetness. She loves making a lot of new friends. She has been a gentle and appropriate with people of all ages. She knows how to sit, take treats gently, and has pretty good leash manners. While hanging out, she likes to stretch out and do her signature sploot, which I believe I have the... Do I have the sploot picture? There's the sploot. 
She does the sploot picture. So there's her sploot. She is estimated to be around a year and a half old and weigh 42 pounds. Please go adopt this beautiful dog Rizzo from City Dogs of Cleveland and let them know that illegal ham sent you. So I know that these dogs just keep killing us, Justin. Like these dogs are amazing that they keep showing us. So I can't thank Beth from City Dogs for sponsoring our show. And like I said, please come out on the 22nd. Anybody and everybody that wants to come out, there's going to be drink specials. There's probably going to be some food specials. City Dogs of Cleveland will be there along with us. Always Positive Jay will be there. Peter from Voice of Land podcast will be there. I believe we're going to have a few more. So Bri is back in now, and here he is with that trivia. Did you see our dog of the week, Bri? I did not. No. Uh-uh. Let me bring up the sploot. Where's the sploot at? There's the sploot. Our dog's name is Rizzo, Bri. Sweet little two-year-old girl, and is very good with mannered and leashes and everything else, so please adopt her. Beautiful dog, Bri. What a beautiful dog. They're doing it right <laughs> over there in City Dogs. All right, big fellow, what is our trivia for today? All right, so we are going with uh, a little Browns trivia, and on the surface, it sounds like maybe it's a positive trivia for the Browns, but I don't really know that it is, if you really think about it. But the Browns, since 1990, okay, so the last 32 years, the Browns have the second fewest um quarterback with interceptions uh in the nfl so of all the franchises the browns have the single quarterback with the second fewest so like you know because peyton manning and tom brady were with the patriots and the colts for so long they obviously threw a bunch of interceptions so give me the player who has thrown the most interceptions in uh the browns history since 1990 since 1990, mm-hmm. mm, I got a pretty good idea. Okay. Not really. Well, I mean, the reason why we we have second fewest is because we don't have many quarterbacks that started too many games. So. That is true. But it might, yeah, hey, it might terrible. go into some of our Cleveland headline news coming up here, which right. we're getting ready. Chris, is Chris ready for the, the base drop? And here we go. Brian, are you having problems with your dongle again? Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. You want me to play with your dongle? <laughs> no, thanks. All right. Well, it, we'll get on to the show it then. It sucks because it, it starts out fine, and then uh, halfway through, you just go to crap. I'm sorry, buddy. What well, can you do? Let's get into our Cleveland headlines. Uh, as Craig alluded to earlier, Miles Garrett and a few others have restructured their contracts David Njoku, Miles Garrett, and Joel Batonio have all restructured their contracts to make Cleveland now from the lowest to the highest salary cap at like $34 million. Um, they say it's for restructuring for later on because they're definitely going to get hard with the cap here later on through. But they did a little restructuring, moving around some money to free up some money. Um, nobody's really expecting anything out of this. Um Thought like maybe a big trade would happen or something of that nature, but I don't think they'll do anything like that. Maybe just to free up some money in case somebody hits the uh, the waiver wire or something like that that they're going to pick up here in a little bit. 
Um, Bri, also, our boy, well, my boy, not your boy, Baker Mayfield, has been named a starter down at Tampa Bay. He will be starting down there, so congratulations to him. Hopefully, he can get his head off his ass and do something down there. All right, and then the other one, which is a really hard one for me because I remember watching him play and how good he was, Bri. Manny Ramirez was inducted into the Guardian Hall of Fame over the weekend. And, man, what a man that guy was. He was awesome. I love Manny Ramirez. I just went back to the 90s teams with Albert Bell and him and Sandy and just <laughs> unreal. So, Bri, you got anything you want to talk about with those three? Uh, with the restructuring of the cap, let's go with that one first. How do you take that, handle that, and what do you think they're going to do with that extra money from the salary cap? Yeah, I think it's, like you said, I think it's more about next year um, because as we're going to find out, um, and if you've played the new Madden game yet, you, you find out pretty quickly once you enter in the franchise mode that uh, you don't have a whole lot of salary cap space. In fact, I think you're over um, in that game, and that's pretty realistic. Um, so the Browns are going to run into some cap issues here before too long, so they're just kind of trying to get ahead of it a little bit. Um, but it does free up. Some money this year, and I think we have maybe the most. Somehow, this is how you really can't understand. Uh, a normal person can't understand the salary cap. You, we have the most salary cap space for this year. Um, so, if there's a deal to be had out there, um, you know, maybe you can get a guy for where you got to pay him just a ton of money for one year. Uh, I don't see why you don't really think of that. And what crossed my mind was something like a kicker. Um, Robbie Gold, you know, if you want to pay him $10 million or something, you can do that if uh, if you're truly going all in for this year. Um, so something like that or any other player, um, you can get him on your team for just one year and pay him a bunch of money. Uh, that that would be something that this, this move, making Miles Garrett uh, move some money around, kind of points to, hey, if we wanted to, we could uh, we could go out and get somebody if we had to, but it's more about uh, next year and into the future. Yeah, and I think so too. I think they're just trying to put some money back just in case something happens, or if they want to try to re-sign somebody like I don't know Nick Chubb, you know, to a longer contract. You <laughs> never know. Just go ahead and sign him. Um, had to get that off my chest there a little bit, Brian. That was yeah, a little right. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I, I, you bring up a good point. I, I wonder if there's a way you could re-sign Nick Chubb and just front load the heck out of his deal and pay him like $25 million this year because you'll still be under the cap, and then maybe you pay him $6 million the next couple of years mm -hmm. or something. And, Harold, I believe you're right. We are, I believe, the highest-paid offense uh, with Mark yeah. Cougar's contract and then our offensive line that we put a shit ton of money into. David Njoku's um, top five. Well, David Njoku's top five. You got Conklin, who they just re-signed. You got Batonio who was getting top dollar. So was White Teller was getting top five. Yep. So yeah, we're we're definitely up there. So we'll see what happens. Um, did you know about Manny getting inducted into the uh, the Guards Hall of Fame, Brian? I had heard about it, um, and you know they're advertising the Manny bobblehead giveaway, and so yeah, that was cool. Um, I don't know when I think about Manny. In his time, I don't really necessarily think of him as an Indian, even being in Cleveland. Um, you know, he did kind of most of his damage with the Red Sox, but he was kind of a young up-and-comer in Cleveland, and certainly we loved him here. I know 
you know, friends, my cousin, uh, who, who still say Manny's their favorite Indian of all time. So, um, so yeah, certainly he has a special place in our heart. And it's almost like, you know, if, if the rules were different in baseball, if there's a salary cap, we could have kept him for most of his career here. And he could have been, honestly, he could have been like the LeBron of baseball. Um, he could have really done some great things for this organization, but just the way the, the business is run, the way the sport is, uh, I really wasn't in the cards. So, but we thank him for his contribution to those nineties teams. And, you know, maybe I'll talk about them a little bit later, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it was gracious of him to come back to Cleveland where it all started. I think it always will hold a special place in his heart. But, um, the other thing that, that kind of came to my attention is, man, somebody has got to tell him about, uh, about his hair situation. It's just, uh, it's not great. I mean, how do you, you how do you go into public like that? I mean, just give it up already, man. Just shave it bald. Come nope, to cue ball. Nope, nope. That's, can't bribe. Those we troops do. are retreating in a hurry, and you just have like I don't know what to call it, skullet, I guess. Bri, we Bri, there's two things we don't touch on this show. One, politics. Two, another man's hairstyle. All right. Let's keep it clean. If he, free game? if he if he wants if he well we're religion too. Uh, if he wants to keep it a little ponytail and look like you know uh, he did, that's that's completely up to him. All right, I just yeah, I mean that's, that's all I'll say about it. That's it. And I've said my piece. Uh, you know, I, I think I think it's more an issue of the people around him than him. You know, if he doesn't have the self awareness for it, somebody around him's got to. While he's sleeping, uh, cut it off is what you're saying. No, I mean just like hey, you know, uh, you had a great run. It was a great hairstyle for many years. And uh, that just can't happen anymore. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you think about Baker being named starting quarterback? Eh, not my quarterback, not my problem. I mean, they're going to be going through it. Again, he's going to have all the opportunities. He's, he has two great receivers. Um, but I, his whole career, has he ever thrown to a receiver? I mean, has there ever been a receiver that like he really had great chemistry with? Not that I can think of. Um, and he's played with some pretty good ones. So, uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody. It's, it's a chance. He'll, well, he'll get hey, an opportunity Holly, to turn around. Hollywood. He's going to play in a – who's that? Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood who? Higgins. Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> he did, like he did though. yards receiving. <laughs> it's still – he. every time he turned that's, around, Baker was always throwing to him, though. Uh, I don't think that's a great connection. I mean, it's a good for a late wow. round pick, I guess. Wow. But, uh, you know, a guy he's that never had a thousand yard receiver. What's, what's a guy probably that Jarvis? The NFL. I see how this I would is. say Jarvis would be uh, yeah, probably the guy Jarvis. who he hooked up the most with, and I don't think he ever had a thousand yards. So, again, he's got great weapons around him. Um, but for whatever, maybe it was the Brown system. I don't know. But uh, yeah, certainly Carolina, know. he didn't have much. Chemistry we'll with uh, DJ Moore, so we'll get into that. Brown Good for him. He's got more next Tuesday. He plays in an easy division, so he's got great weapons in an easy division. He should uh, have the world in his hand, and you know. But if he can't make it happen this year, this is this is his last opportunity. All right. Well, let's get into our Browns, our Cleveland Browns. All right, Brian. We just got done with the Eagles. All right, we went there to practice, couple skirmishes. Uh, Dewan Jones throwing people around like he is uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in the Royal Rumble, just tossing people out of the ring. Uh, a couple of those um, backups played, and Brian, I put out 
a weekly Twitter poll. All right. Now, guess what? You're going to love this Twitter poll. I asked on Facebook and also on Twitter, and I brought up the Facebook one first. What, who, what rookie has impressed you the most? Because our rookies have shown up between mm-hmm. Tillman, between Dewan Jones, between Cedric um, DTR, uh, Wipler, all those guys. Amazing. They've done great so far. I threw it out there to everybody and said, hey, Brian, take a look at this Twitter poll right here. DTR was 66%. Jones was at 23. Tillman at 9 and then 3% other. And the 3% other was pretty much for um, Luke Weipler, the new center, who's actually been doing really good in camp. Is it Weipler or Weipler? Whipler, but um, man, we got some hardcore fans if they're noticing the backup center. I haven't noticed him at all. I mean, it's not honestly, it's not Ohio State hate, but um, yeah, (laughs) I think maybe there's some homers there that just want him to do well. Well, and also you got Ronnie Hickman too, bud. Three interceptions. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. Hey, if you want to put him on that list instead of Whipler, I would say absolutely. He's got three interceptions. But we do have to talk about the 53 real quick, Brian, because a lot of guys, obviously Anthony Schwartz is gone. We we just might as well bow tie that and just send him on his way. If they keep him, if they keep him, Brian, I'll probably flip over the table here at the house and break everything I could break. Um, But another guy showed up, Anthony or Austin Watkins Jr. Showed up and man, this kid has been catching everything so far. Or this preseason, he's got 15 receptions, 245 yards, two touchdowns, and a 16-yard catch average. Brian, this kid has been playing great throughout the entire preseason and practice. Man, do you think this kid has a chance to make the 53-man roster? Yeah, I would say he's leader in the clubhouse for that uh, for that six-wide receiver spot. You got DT or uh, you got DPJ, you got Amari Cooper, you got. Uh, Elijah Moore, Tillman, I think those are the locks. And then a lot of people think David Bell, because he was a draft pick last year, he'll be a fit. And so I think your sixth one is kind of up in the air. And there's a lot of uncertainty still about it, because Goodwin's still dealing with his uh, his blood clots, so you don't know what's going on there. Um, probably not going to be ready for the start of the season. Uh, but then Jaquim, Jaquim Grant, um, who they really made a point to target and go get last year and he was hurt all year and um you know he can certainly make an impact in the return game so but he's been hurt i think or on and off hasn't practiced much this year um so i think watkins certainly is a a guy you have to consider i mean just thinking back in any game preseason or regular season how many times has a browns wide receiver got 139 yards receiving it was just it was impressive. It was a show he was putting on, mm-hmm. and uh, one-handed catches, you know, making uh making some catches near the goal line, kind of bobbling it, and then taking it in for a touchdown. Hopefully, he holds on to the ball a little bit longer. But um, yeah, he was he looked like a professional receiver out there. Now again, it's preseason, but I, I think with that performance, he uh, he deserves a look. Yep, and also the other one, Muhammad Dabate. Our big boy from Utah, or linebacker. Uh, what people don't know is he actually, I believe, didn't he play at Florida, Bry, and then transferred to Utah? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, if you say so, I'll believe you. I thought he, yeah, there it is. 
He was on the Florida team and then uh, transferred over Florida's second leading tackler joining Utah. So he went to Utah to help out. And I'll tell you what, that Utah defense last year was nuts, Bry. That's probably one of the best defenses in college football and leading from him. And that kid was everywhere during the Eagles game. Do you think this kid has a chance to make a 53? Especially even if it's a special teamer or just a backup linebacker. I mean, when you see... The way I why I'm bringing this up, right, is you see these people and you normally look at them like, yeah, it's just kind of a flash in the pan because they're playing second teamers and third teamers and blah, blah, blah. But man, you see some guys that spark on the field and like normally we don't see it because we've had to trash teams for how long. And now we're starting to see certain guys kind of like just spark. And it's like, who is that guy? Like, I'm excited about this kid. And, you know, for being 6'4, 225, he's a bigger kid. He's a little slender, but he's fast. But, man, he can lay the stick on somebody. Did you see that safety that he did just shooting a gap and oh, just yeah. laying that guy out? Like, So I hope he makes a roster. What about you? Yeah, I, I hope they give him a real look. Um, you know, it gets overblown and it gets talked about time and time and time again about uh, these draft picks uh, by Andrew Barry and how they get second, third, fourth chances. But I'm ready to move on if if – We've given you a year, and you can't get it done, and this guy is better than you. Even if you're a draft pick, if he's better than you, just put him on the team. Um, and with the Phillips injury, it opens up another spot in the linebacker room. And, you know, sometimes these guys who don't have much of an opportunity or don't come in being uh, just handed positions or playing time, they really have to work for it. That that mentality goes a long way, and that kind of sticks with you. So. Yeah, I'd be excited to see him again, for sure. Uh, we only had one more preseason game left, but, uh, but yeah, I don't see why. I haven't really, you know, we, we talked about doing the 53-man roster, and I think I wrote it down at some point, but, uh, but I haven't gone back to it recently, so I don't know who I would take off the team. But he was an impact guy. Give him some, you know, even some first-team reps this weekend. It sounds like maybe the starters are going to play for at least a quarter. Or so, so get him in there with the first team guys, especially against a Patrick Mahomes. You know, he might fall on his face. I don't know, but he's young. I think the potential is there. We didn't, I don't believe we drafted any linebackers this year. So he could kind of be the uh, the rookie in that room with a bunch of potential. And yeah, you went to Florida. We saw what Utah did to the Heisman Trophy winner last year at the end of the year. Um, kind of stymied him and, and shut him down a little bit. Um, so give him a chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. And I, I actually did. I looked at my notes over here. I did have him on the 53-man roster. I didn't have walk-ins, but I had him okay. making the linebacker room. So nice. um, there's one thing I want to bring up before we get into uh, our game coming up against Kansas City on Saturday, Bry. And it was brought up on 92.3 The Fan. And I didn't even think about it until then. Brian, we have been hearing all camp about Elijah Moore, about Amari Cooper, about all these rookies, Tillman, everybody else, Schwartz dropping balls. There's one person we have not heard one thing about this entire training camp, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And normally we hear something about him. Just anything and everything. We haven't heard 
one speck of anything about him at all throughout this camp. Are you concerned that we haven't heard anything from him throughout this entire camp? No, no. I mean, I'm not because sometimes no news is good news. Um, he is, we've seen what he can do over the last couple of years and he's not a superstar or anything by any means, but he's a solid receiver. So there's not people saying, well, he's really struggling or this and that. It's just kind of, you know, he's, he's the unsexy position. He's your number two receiver. And some people might think he's your number three receiver with, um, with Elijah Moore coming in. He's the new guy. He's a flashy guy. He's a sexy guy. And he's the guy you might hand up to in the backfield. You know, they're kind of moving him all over the field so you can get excited about that. And Tillman's the new guy. He's a big body guy. Uh, we've seen him make a couple plays. DPJ, I mean, he hasn't had an opportunity to play much. Um, whether that be, I, I don't, I guess the good thing is we haven't heard anything about injuries. So has he no. played yet this preseason do we know i i thought i saw him there in the eagles game for like the very first series for that first run play that they did okay right. but i i don't think i've seen him after that so i don't know if he's actually now we'll see we'll see saturday this kind of translate into saturday because the browns sure. announced they will be playing their starters for probably about a third of the game they're talking about 25 snaps for the entire offense um i no, that's not the entire start there's going to be people sitting out. I, I expect don't see Nick Chubb. I doubt you'll see no, Nick Chubb. No, we don't need to. Miles um, Garrett, have a seat. Miles Garrett, Mari Cooper, you probably won't see. Yeah, um, right. Depending on how Elijah Moore's ribs are, probably won't see Elijah Moore, but you will see the starting offensive line. You will see, because Sean Watson will be out there. They already said he's coming out. So mm-hmm. he will be out there. Um, so Denzel Ward, you probably won't see. Um, so there's going to be a handful of people that will be sitting out that preseason game, but I'm happy to see the starters. And the one thing I want to see out of this preseason game of anything else that happens, Bri, I just want to see him throw the ball downfield, Bri. (laughs) I'm tired of the screen passes. I'm tired of the dink and dunce. I want to see Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson unleashed with this offense and just let him start throwing. I mean, it's the last preseason game. Let him watch the downfield, let him open up some wide receivers and just let him go for 20 plays and then take him out. I just want to see it because every time I've seen him, it's been like a little five yard out. Woohoo! Yeah, I could throw a five yard out too. I I don't think you're going to get what you want, <laughs> to be honest, because they these these offensive guys, these head coaches, they're paranoid. That they don't want to put anything on tape. They don't want to show anything at all. If they think it can succeed in the regular season, they're not going to put it on tape for the preseason. Also, with these five-step drops, that's more time for your quarterback to get hit. So, I want to see it too. Believe me, uh, like I told you before the show, I'm chopping at the bit for some some real meaningful football. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're going to see much. I, I just hope that. A, nobody gets hurt, and B, he can complete some passes. And, you know, we won't be panicking next Monday. Yeah, I'm just well, we're going to be panicking, but we're going to be panicking about somebody else. Somebody Maybe. obviously can't make don't, a break. Don't foreshadow that. Right down the middle. Hey, give you one shot at it, wide right. Give you another shot at it, wide left. 
Not good. Not good for Cade York. Not good, Bri. I know. I I don't know what your thinking is, but I'm at the point where. I told you last week, send him out. Hey, guess what? We got a first and 10 on their 40. Send his ass out there. I'm the same (laughs) one. Get him comfortable. He's got to find some. Like I said, sports psychiatrist, uh, you know, we have, we hired this new special teams coordinator, you know, prove your worth, get through to your kicker, get him a new routine or whatever it's going to take. Bubba, get him. (laughs) Come on, Bubba, Bubba. get him. (laughs) Yeah, get him right. And um, yeah, get him a new routine, whatever you have to do to get him comfortable because he's clearly, I mean, he, he, he kind of made it happen. This past week, uh, you know, three for three, had a couple of, uh, or at least one um, extra point that was kind of a little shaky. Usually, I'm not the guy that says, well, he barely made it. So, no, he made it. But in this case, yeah, you can be a little a little um, apprehensive when it comes to our kicking situation because it's not good. And, and I'm, I'm to the point now where he's probably going to cost you a game um, unless he just changes everything, comes out with his brand new confidence and it's all in his head. We, we know, you know, it's clear as day that, uh, that he has oh, yeah. the talent, especially, especially when you tweet at halftime, Bri, you tweet. Yeah, at wasn't, see, that wasn't, I don't believe that was that that's, he, he can't be that dumb. Honestly, Are you kidding if you're me? Professional, he can't we be have that been dumb. bashing him for not making a field goal, and he goes out and makes a couple in the first half, and you don't think that he's not going to get on Twitter and tweet See, about? I don't. Again, I don't think he's that dumb. Uh, I mean, if you want to do it after the they game have or pictures something. Pictures of it, Brian. No, but you can't prove that he was the one that posted it. Well, it it's somebody probably somebody else. from his team. But man, right, right. And so maybe somebody on his team is that stupid, but um. Yeah, everyone that talks about him still says he has all the confidence in the world. I mean, to me, it's probably fake confidence. Um, but if he's delusional or something, and he wants to have that fake confidence, I'm all here for it. But I just – I think he's he's going – it's just inevitable he's going to cost us a game. And I don't mean, like, kicking a 61-yarder to win the game and he misses it. I mean, like, he'll miss a kick here or the kick there or he'll have a 40-yarder again to win the game, and he'll just be all in his head. And he's just – it's not a great makeup. So, honestly, the conclusion I've come to is I still believe in him. I'm still in his corner. Um, carry two kickers, man. Um, it sounds crazy, and everyone's going to tell me I'm probably stupid because nobody ever does that in the NFL. But if you truly believe in him and you want to wait for him to get himself ready – you see colleges do it all the time. Um, you know, they have their normal kicker, but then they have their kicker from long range. So if we go out and let's say we get a Mason Crosby or Ron, uh, Robbie Gould, um, you know, those guys are good 50 and in. But what happens when you got to kick a 57-yard or a 60-yard or something like that? Now you got your long-distance kicker. You bring in Cade York, and it's kind of a hope and a prayer. Um, but just thinking about it logically – Who's going to mean more to this team and to your future? Cade York or, like, let's say, who's the backup linebacker? I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Kanashik? You know what I'm talking about? You could even say Taki Taki. 
or Taki Taki or somebody like that. There, if yeah. you go through the 53-man roster, you can find one guy who's not going to impact the game a whole lot. He's probably just going to play special teams uh, week in and week out, unless there's a major injury. And I even think, like, uh, so you got an active 53-man roster. I think they only, dra- they only dress maybe 48 guys or 46 guys. I don't know exactly the number. No, but- there's a there's a new rule because they got the third quarterback rule now, right? Where you have right. to have a third quarterback, and there's like there's emergency guys. So he yeah. like dresses and he only plays if you absolutely need him. So he's he's your uh, designated third quarterback. If your first and second quarterback are hurt, then he gets thrusted into action. So yeah. he's not. You can't just say Deshaun Watson is having a bad game. We just can't throw BTR in there. The only way yeah. he can play is if the first two guys are hurt. But so if you if you only dress, you have a 53 man roster, put them on the 53 man roster. You don't dress them. Um, and maybe you do dress them if, if everybody else is completely healthy. But, you know, if you have like a weakness or maybe a couple lingering injuries at linebacker or defensive line, then maybe you move those guys, you know, those seven guys that don't officially dress, you move them and you dress them. So at least you're protecting him a little bit. Who knows if you stick him on your practice squad, nobody might not might even want him. But I would yeah. think that somebody is going to eventually say, "Hey, let's take a chance on this guy," because kickers are so scarce, and everybody's looking for the next Justin Tucker. So well, you also got to factor think, in it takes it takes like a year or so, maybe a year and a half for kickers oh, to kind of settle in. Because I mean, look at we had Zane Gonzalez, who Zane Gonzalez, wasn't, the, wasn't the greatest words. And um, double doink. Um, Cody Parkey. Cody um, Parkey was here. Chase McLaughlin. All these guys got jobs after they left yeah, the Browns. And they did all right. Uh, Joseph, it, it, Carl Joseph, kicked yeah. for a while from Minnesota. So, I mean, it's, I think I, I'd like to go with you, bring in a vet, and then, you know, send him to the practice squad and try to get things worked out. And, you know, something if somebody right. claims him, they claim him. At that point in time, you, you can't be messing around. That's what, Chris just said, how can you not get a vet kicker and see what happens? Forget this confidence crap, do your job or get out. And that's what, and this is the thing though, is like they're at practice, he's doing great. It's like certain kicks and right. Have you noticed like when he kicks it, there's like a flutter to that thing. Like it starts out and it does like a little knuckleball and then it starts to like fade off somewhere. He's just, yeah, he, he has zero confidence. And the ones he makes, it's kind of like, you know, we play golf. You know, oh, yeah. uh, when, you're on the, when you're on the tee box and you have no confidence in your driver, once in a while you, you get a nice swing and it kind of goes straight. But yeah. most of the time you're swinging up there, you're nervous as all get out. You don't know where the heck it's going. Like uh, just imagine ice. if, yeah, just imagine if 70,000 people are watching you. You're going to get in your head, and you're going to lose all focus of your mechanics that you practice in, um, you know, at Berea. And so he's just got to find a way to calm himself down, and that's kind of on Bubba. That's got to, you know, Bubba or whoever, uh, uh, you know, maybe bring in a veteran kicker that can help him out a little bit. Say, hey, you know, I've been in your shoes. I've struggled the way you have, and this is what helped me out. And maybe he can just block out the noise that way but um yeah we're, the way we're sitting now he will cost you a game and just because you know especially it, and it'll intensify when he's kicking in Cleveland when he's on the road you know it might not 
unless he's kicking a game winner, might not come to the surface too much. But when he's kicking in home and he knows the booze, people are there. People have the booze in their mouth. They're just waiting for the umps to wave it no good, and then they're just going to rain it down on him. And he knows that. Yeah. And so he's thinking that the whole time when he's standing over the ball. So, he's yeah, something's got to change. I don't know if this is going to be the year for him. But um, a lot of times you see, you probably look at the list of the top 10 kickers in the league, and most of them were not drafted by the teams that they are on because these guys have to go through the meat grinder. Oh, they have yeah. to gain the confidence. They have to know how to block out the crowd and just focus on their craft. And Cade York is still doing that. Yeah. I, I honestly think, Brian, what he really needs to do is just get away from the team, get away from everybody, go down to the stadium by himself and just kick. Like, give me, hey, take Baker's keys because it's going to be your home now. Go down to the stadium and just kick. And just kick, kick, kick. Find a crappy day. Crappy, windy day on the lake. Go down and kick at the stadium. I don't give a shit what you do in Berea. Berea is different from Cleveland Brown Stadium. Just go kick. Uh, he's just got to get I, away from everything. I disagree. I think I think the only way he can get better is by putting himself in that situation where 70,000 fans are looking at him and he has a meaningful kick. He could do that. Go down to the stadium. And I understand weather hasn't been that bad to affect no no but i mean just it's, it's just everything in here when he sees all the bright lights and all the people and he knows that it's going to be scrutinized and talked about on cleveland radio for a week if he misses one kick and he's thinking about that the entire time he's approaching the ball and you know Albert. if if he makes it it's it's almost luck if he makes it because uh because of his mechanics because he's just he's not in the right headspace now, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something to you. And I, I know it might be a little taboo for some people here, but we do have chefs that watch this show, like Justin. Maybe, maybe make him a special brownie before game day and give it to him <laughs> right before kickoff and like see what happens. Yeah. Like a little I, I I don't know the rules against that. I mean Josh Gordon talked about uh doing some stuff before games, so I don't think they drug test you before games, but um, at this I mean, point, Who's, who's going to drug test a kicker? Like, come on. <laughs> You'd be surprised. If he hits a 65-yarder, there'll probably be a drug test on it. <laughs> Coming out like Spicoli? <laughs> oh, <Man>. yeah. <laughs> no, what, what was it? Miles Garrett wore uh, no sleeves, and yeah. he was showing the guns off. There was a drug test waiting for him. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, they've been waiting. Do you want to get in our fantasy draft, buddy? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let me bring up the names here. All right. Now, this is a randomized order that I did names in. Now, Brian, I will always be the last two. Okay. So, last two, I'm going to call a name. Brian is going to pull a number out of the hat, and that is where your draft order is. All right, everybody in the comments, you guys ready to go? I don't think a brownie would help the kick for that. Well, I tried, Justin. I'm trying everything. <laughs> Maybe we can get in some LSD or something. I don't know. All right, Brian, let's get into our fantasy football a draft order. All right, now I'm going to go. The first one on the gate is Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA gets the first draw out. Here of we go, Harold. All right, Brian. Harold is 
picking number four. Harold Keel, number four. Number four. All right. Next up on the list, you got Big Man from the Cheap Seats Podcast. Picking number eight. Number eight. Big Man. All right. Next up, Mark Roeder. Mark is number five. Mark is number five. Next up on the list, Nick Wallace. Come on, Nick. What you got, Nick? 11 for Nick. Nick has got 11. All right. Justin comes in next. Here we go, Justin. Seven. Justin got number seven. All right. Next up on the list after Justin is Lauren. All right. Lauren's got number 12. Number 12. Sorry, Lauren. Sorry, she can double back. All right. Next up on the list, Craig Foster. Craig, here we go. Number three, Craig. Number three three. for Craig. So one, two, six, nine, and ten are left, Bri. After Craig Foster. We get one and two, they're going to be pissed. All right, that's all right. Next up is Big Boy Phillips. All right. I feel like he's pretty lucky. Yeah, he won last year. We can't let him win again. Oh, six. Number six for Phillips. Phillips. After Phillips, here it comes, Chris. Sorry about that. Chris is our number one pick. Chris is our number one pick. All right. After Chris is Joe Bear. All right. What do you say, Joe? Joe's go. Pick two. So I'll put him back in there. You got number two? No, I, I got oh. two uh, pieces of paper oh. on that one. Number There's 10, 10 for, Joe, for Bear. Joe Bear. Now, this is going to be, hey, Bri, it's me and you now. Okay. All right, you're going, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Well, I'll pick one and you tell me if you want it. Here we go. I got one in my hands. You tell me if you want it or you want me to have it. Hmm, I'll let you have it. I got it. All right. You got it. Oh, you should have taken it. Number two. Ah! <laughs> so what does Fatty that leave you with? Fatty got you got two. nine? Nine. Number, number nine? All right. Gentlemen, our draft will be on the 30th at 7 o'clock is what we have decided. I uh, can't wait to see you. The draft order is Chris, Bry, Craig, Harold, Mark, Phillips, Justin, Big Man, Fatty, Joe Bear, Nick, and Lauren. Causing up 12. It will be a snake draft. And boys, let's have some fun this year. Uh, it will be a PPR, right, Bri? PPR, correct. Yes, sir. So, uh, Chris said he is picking Cade York number one. Oh, that's my boy. I like that's what I would do. I picked him last year in probably three leagues. (laughs) Look good after week one. I think four for four with a 58 yard. 
Yeah, it sounds about Killing right. It. Yeah, All right, Brian, let's get into our fat boy. Oh, by the way, we are playing the Chiefs. We're playing Patrick Mahomes. Their starters are playing too, Brian. It's a one o'clock. It's going to be like 110 degrees in Kansas City. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, are you? What are you doing Saturday for the game? I don't know. It's the games of one. Yeah. So I don't know. No There's a beautiful uh, <coughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, brand new, sitting here right beside my house. Uh, if you oh, wanna, that's right. I've been past that. You know, if you oh, wanna... I forgot to shout out. Uh, uh, we went to a new place in Brunswick called Niners Diner. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I think they've uh, they've advertised on the radio. Good stuff. It could be a, maybe a, a live show in the future. Well, you better get a hold of them. Help me out here. It get was, a hold of them. Uh, it was off, it's off of 42. It's in Brunswick. It's right on the Brunswick Strongsville border. Okay. So Medina, Medina Cuyahoga border. Big place. Really nice. Good food. Oh, man. We got, we got a little bit of everything. It was glorious for me. You know me. I like Ugh. the appetizers. I like the variety. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything. Ladyfinger was and, happy, wasn't it? it well, and we had uh, the nice thing about it was we had leftovers for the next day. So a little bit of this, two meals, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Bit of that. The only thing I didn't bit, have was the fried this, pickles. Oh, I love fried pickles. Now, did they serve them with ranch or like a zesty? What they serve? I think them with? it was a ranch. So what they did with their uh, their sampler, their appetizer sampler was. Uh, they had this giant pretzel, soft pretzel, and they filled each quadrant with something different. So like Shut one quadrant up. was uh, cheese curds, one was the fried pickles, and one was loaded french fries. Oh, that sounds that, amazing. That along with the wife got a, a barbecue, uh, like brisket and pork and uh, mac and cheese and oh, what else was on there? Oh, something eloped. Have you ever heard of elope? I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like street corn, I guess. Oh, um, okay. It's like street corn, but they cut it off the cob, so one bad. We're about to try it then, Brian. Uh, I'm don't telling forget. you, sorry. Sorry about that, that I tried. Anybody wants to come out with us uh, next week, we will be at uh, Gino's Italian Place. Italian Grill, more than Italian. They got a great bar, great grill. We're going to be there. Uh, also joining us on the show for a little bit. Uh, Pops will be there. Big Matt will be joining us on the show for a little bit, talking Browns with us, Bry. We'll dive into the 53-man roster. Uh, also talk about, by the way, I forgot to mention this in the Cleveland headlines, college football starts on Saturday, Bry. That's what I should have done. My, uh, I, have a co- I told you I have a college football trivia. And I was going to save it till the season. That's why I should have done. It. Well, I guess we'll have to wait for the next two weeks. I guess. Ooh, that sounds good for dinner too. Just had some jalapeno poppers and fried mac and cheese for dinner. Yep. Yeah. That's what it was missing. Yeah. That sampler was missing. I'd have been all on board. Hey, give me a uh, give me a second. You do a uh, filibuster. All right. What well, you got? Really, you got to go to the head now. <laughs> It'll be uh, five seconds. All right. I'll take it over here. As we get ready to get into our Fat Boy Tuesday with social drinks, uh, one of the great guys that has been on our show, Casey, we love him. Uh, he'll be on our show through here out through Brown season, giving us little updates about Browns, what's going on behind the scenes, things of that nature. But he brought out with social drinks, and I'm just going to 
play the brand right here before Bry gets back because it is Fat Boy. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. And Fat Boy Tuesday, we're talking social drinking and social events. And he brought up a great point that beer is kind of universal, which I totally agree. Beer is like a universal that you can go out anywhere else. And what we're going to talk about is like certain events where you think certain drinks should happen. Like, like if you go to a wedding, got to have some wine at the wedding, um, wine, champagne, that kind of stuff. If you're going out for like a happy hour, uh, let me add Bri back in here. There he is. Look at that beautiful face. Um, we're talking about social drinking, Brian. I, I, Casey brought up the great point that no matter what social event, beer is like universal. Beer kind of goes everywhere, right. right? Because you can have yep. beer, you can have like you know your butt down beer. And what I was saying before about like weddings, when I think of weddings, I think of like wine and champagne. Um, when I think of like happy hour with like friends and stuff like that, mixed drinks or martinis or something of that nature. Um, oh yeah. Scotch bourbon and tequila. There they are right there. You know, like when I'm at home with friends, Brian, like if you come over, I'll drink beer with you. But if we're like on the back patio, just sitting there watching the kids play or something like that, there's nothing like just sitting sipping on a scotch or whiskey, just sure that kind of thing. Um, kids birthday parties, you normally do shots until the wife looks <laughs> weird. It's like, need to slow down. I'm like, it's a party. Why haven't you invited me to any of your kids' birthday party? That sounds it's, like an awesome time. It's like an eight-year-old birthday party, and you just got to let loose, Bri. You just got to let it loose. Take the consequences later. That's what we call day drinking. Everybody comes over at two. Kids are playing with their toys, and you're just completely hammered in the garage. Just yelling at everybody. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> you know, I've always been against, uh, like... Gender reveals are kind of the new thing, and I was always like, that's the stupidest thing ever. But then I started realizing, like, it's just another reason to get together and party and have a couple drinks. So it's like, okay, you know, as long as you're not too uppity about it and you don't make it like a baby shower, it's just a party or something. If it's a diaper party, it's a whole different story, bro. Well, diaper, yeah, diaper party is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, And uh, diaper party was the best way to go. And then I got yelled at for that one too, but I did get a lot of diapers that day. Uh, yeah, good puts to good use. Yeah, everybody needs some diapers. I don't remember half of that day. I do remember my dad mm-hmm. and my stepdad bonding with music playing the jukebox while all of us were watching. Stepdad. I think the Browns draft was one. We were watching the it draft. Was, it was. It was back when uh, I think um, the first round, first, second, and maybe even third round were on Friday. And so rounds like four through seven were on Saturday. And yeah, I remember your stepdad wearing the Trent Richardson jersey, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him a lot of a lot of Brown stuff. I'm trying to remember. It was the Browns draft where they got who's the it corner? was later McFadden? rounds. So it, McFadden, it was whoever mm-hmm. McFadden's first name was, uh, Slaughter, the safety from um, Notre Dame, who I don't think ever really played for us. Uh, Antonio Armani Bryant maybe was a seventh rounder. Maybe. Just random names like didn't do much for us, but um, yeah, I don't think we might not have even had a first or second round pick that year. Do you remember what year it was? When were your kids born? Thirteen, 
So 2013 draft. So it was the 13 draft. So yeah, so it was the year after we got uh, Richardson and Whedon. Yeah, so I don't know if we had a first round pick that year. Yeah. Right. I'd love to see what goes on in that beautiful mind of yours. Like you are a savant when it comes to like (laughs) some. Now, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if it was Danny Shelton and the Cam Irving draft. I don't you know. know. Honestly, now I, I we're going to have story time with Jose, and we're going to have see if he can stump Bry. You're going to be like stump <laughs> the Swami. It's well, it's not. Thing. See, I start drinking, and in the uh, I'm pinging when I'm having zero beers. But as soon as we start going, it's just it's bad. Yeah, I'm not as good as I am when I'm sober. So can't yeah. remember much unless I get in the zone. So, Brett, so what do you socially, like, if you're going out, I know you're a beer guy, and there's story time. Justin, if we can get Jose on here for story time. Oh, I got it on Saturday. Mine. You got it on Saturday. I was with you on Saturday. And I've had I got it, it on the week, ride home. <laughs> all week, Bri. It has not stopped. It has been Jose Cato story time all week. I can tell you. Like, when he used to come in on Mondays, and he would just talk to you off on Monday, like, sit around he's got nobody to talk to all weekend and these thoughts just fester in his head and rather than writing them down he's able to remember them but it's just word diarrhea when he gets to work on monday all day long yeah if we can get we can get that oh all right justin's got a new book for his story time justin tell me what the new book is because i love your story time and if anybody doesn't know what justin does he does story time on youtube where he reads children's books that should be inappropriate for children to read. Um, like, what was it? Shelly trying to find her hairy balls. Um, hmm. You know, like that kind of thing. Peter tries to find the tip. So, just, you know, that kind of stuff. YouTube it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Great. Go to. What do they uh, search for? What, what should you search for? Do you I know? think it's Running Bald Man. I think what it is. Okay. Uh, do you want to out. play with my box? That is the that is the kids book that Justin is reading. Okay. Next time, so please, please go check it out because I, Brian, there's times that I just laugh going, these are really kids books right now. Like, it's... is he able to hold it together the whole time? He actually is, which is actually, and he does the whole thing. Like he shows the pictures and everything. He's like, Lacey does this. Look what Lacey does. Look at that. There it is. <laughs> and he brings the book back and he starts smiling. They turns it to the side like this. It's great. I love it. I love it, Bri. All right. So let's get back to social drinking, Bri. So we can get yeah, the show yeah, yeah. over with. All right. So social drinking. What what do you go for at weddings? Like you, you're kind of a keg guy at weddings, right? No. Well, so wedding, it's a strict um, formula. You have two whiskeys or bourbons on the rocks, mm-hmm. and then it's light beer from there. Or, you, you kind of step down every way. So you start with the heavy stuff. And then after that, you might get a craft beer too. But then it's just light beer after that to kind of because it's going to be repeated trips back up to the bar. And, uh, you know, you don't want to, nobody wants to get too sloppy. So you have to really watch yourself. You can't be doing shots. You can't be drinking bourbons all night long. Knowing me in the same way, kind of for, um, for anything I do, really. You start with the heavy stuff. And I go out to dinner with my wife on a Saturday or something like that. I'll, I'll get like a craft beer for my first one, but then I'll switch to 
light beers for the second and third, and then she's driving me home. Or, you know, tailgates, um, it's light beer kind of the whole way. Unless you're really trying to fit a lot into like an hour, hour and a half, trying to get some good work done. But if you're going to be tailgating, it's going to be three, four hours. Yeah, light beer is the way to go. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. You're not going to remember it. And, um, you know, I don't, maybe some other people can handle their alcohol better than I can now. It used to be a little better, but anymore, I'm getting old. So I, I got to really watch it. <laughs> so, well, no. For, so, like, for me, if I want to do, let's just say stamina-wise, just, you know, for the longevity of if I got to stay there for, you know, six hours plus, whatever it is, and I got to just hunker down, Bri, I am sipping on whiskey the entire time. I can't switch over at that point. The reason why is if I'm sipping on whiskey, I am not down in beers like crazy. All right. And that's the thing with me is like when we get to like tailgates and everything else and everybody's handing beers and everything, dude, there's no like once that floodgate opens, mm-mm, we're not shutting that floodgate down. She's gone. Now we're doing shots and everything else. Like, here we go. Because I go for like the short haul of like three hours hard. And they're like, all right, take me home. I'm done. And I know when I'm done and I'm out. I bounce <laughs> out quicker than anything. I'm like a ghost sometimes. It's like, see ya. I don't know what it is about it, but I know where my limit is because at a certain point in time, I'm not going to get sick. That's not going to happen. And I know where I'm at and I, if I'm going to get sick or not. And I'm not going to pass that threshold because I am too old to be thrown up in the toilet and all that crap. I'm like, take me home. I'm done. I know where I'm at. But if it's like, like, let's say a wedding, I'll sit there. I can sit there and sip whiskey or mixed drink, unless it's Captain and Coke, but mostly it's whiskey. I'll sit there and sip on Jack the entire night, and it will last me the entire night. Like, I can sit there and just be completely comfortable sipping on Jack or Jameson or something of that nature. But, man, if I switch over to beer and it really starts going like that, it's downhill, buddy. It's like slippery slopes. Oh, yeah. And the most important thing is just knowing your limits and knowing who you are, knowing your tendencies. Like, I know I can't. If if you tell me I can only have whiskey for the night, it's going to be a bad night for me because I'm going to have one. I'll be like, all right, feeling good. I'll have two. Maybe I'll have three. Still feeling great. And then before you know it, it's like off the cliff and, you know, sloppy. Um slurring my words, falling downstairs or whatever, and so it's like, okay, I know I like to drink anything, any tor- any sort of alcohol. It's good by me. Those 7.9 IPAs, craft beers, probably not going to go over as well as a 4.2 light beer, and I can drink more of those, and I'm just going to be hammering one after another, so light beers is the way to go, so yeah, knowing that going into it, knowing your tendencies, that's the key. It took me some time, but uh, I feel like I'm mature enough to know, to know now that, uh, hey, just stick with the light beers after you get a nice little buzz going, maybe a little whiskey, bourbon, or craft beer that's maybe a little higher in alcohol to content. It's time to switch to the, the light stuff and, uh, yeah, just kind of finish out your night that way. See, we need to have the sounder of the, uh, what was it, the NBC, the more you know, come across. <laughs> yeah, right. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding, Took me you know. probably into my late 20s before I really figured out the formulas for all these uh, social di- drinking events. 
All right, Brian, let's do finish off the trivia. Do you got any more you want to talk about drinking? Or are you good? No, that's all. That's what I got. All right, so let's get our trivia out of the way. You said a quarterback. Let me bring up let me bring up Rizzo though, because that is a beautiful looking dog that needs adopted. Please adopt this dog <laughs> from City Dogs Cleveland right there. Look at that face. How can you say no to that face, Bri? I don't know how people do it. All right. That's why I can't go back to any more dog shelters because I'm going to have like a commune house and just nothing but dogs. So we, we I forgot to tell you, we went to City Dogs on Saturday. Did you donate um, everything? Yeah. yeah uh, it's on the west side. It's over kind of by Edgewater. Um, and you have to, if you're going to, if you're thinking about um, adopting one of these dogs, you have to go online, I believe. Mm-hmm. And maybe pick a time or fill out an application um, and figure out a time to where you can meet them there. They will bring the dog out to you and you can play around with them. And um, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful facility really. And they added like yeah. an outdoor play area out back and uh, yeah. So really cool. Um, and yeah, the kennel's filling up. So the quicker you can get there, the better. All right, Bri, let's do the trivia. All right. So quarterback from 1990, who has had the most interceptions. Since since 1990, who's had the most what quarterback has had the most interceptions for your Cleveland Browns since 90? Mm, I got two in mind. All right. Okay. First one, Vinny Testavari. Okay. Is that a yes or a no? Oh, that's a no. Baker Mayfield? No, good guess, though. Yeah, because he, I think he's led the league in interceptions since he joined. Um, right. Do you have a third? I'll give you one more. Kelly Holcomb. Close. Damn. Same time frame. Right. It wasn't DA, was it? No, it was Couch. Tim Couch, really? Well, yeah, he's played the most there. He I played, got... yeah, he played three, four years with the Browns in his rookie year. Second year probably wasn't great, um, but yeah. So that was the second fewest since 1990 for uh, for the only team that had fewer um, interceptions for one guy was Kirk Cousins for Washington. So. Wow. Doesn't necessarily tell you a whole lot about uh no, but you know, still. basically just tells you that they haven't had a quarterback for very long. <laughs> so yeah, something to hang our hat on though, I guess. Well, Brian, you about to get unpopular? You ready? I suppose. All right, we're doing our top three unpopular takes, Bri. And, yep, unpopular takes. There we go. We're doing one for the Browns, one for the Cavs, and one for the Guardians. All right, Brian, I'm going to let you choose the first one, and then we will move on from there. Okay, pick a team. Uh, Well, we've been talking Browns all day, so let's talk Browns. All right. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. I'll let you go first. Sure. All right. Now, this is this is probably yeah, it's 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 not a bad take, I don't think, but it's a take that I believe and I I don't want it to happen. 
I really don't, but I think mm-hmm. it might. Um, I believe Deshaun Watson is not the quarterback to lead us to the Super Bowl. I believe that we paid $230 million for a quarterback that is just going to get us to okay and get us to maybe, maybe an AFC championship. Um, I truly believe in my whole heart that the time off that he had was too much. Now, granted, I looked this up with Michael Vick. Now, Michael Vick had a similar time off. Except Michael Vick actually went to prison and came back like 18 months later. So he had like a 19-month layoff before he got re-signed and was able back in the NFL. Sean's timeline's a little different, but Deshaun's things are also a little different. People forgave Mike Vick and everything else. I, I have a feeling that this is going to loom over his head a little more than what he thinks until all the proceedings are done. But I really do believe that we got Deshaun Watson and trade away draft picks and gave him a lot of money not to get us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's the uh, that's the big fear for every single Browns fan, I think. I think anybody who tells you that they're certain he's going to be great, I, I think uh, is just caught, uh, just optimistic. And deep down, nobody knows. Um I don't know how I feel if you said like he won't make us to take us to the Super Bowl, but might take us to an AFC Championship. I don't know how I feel about. I mean, certainly that's as far as any quarterback's taken us since Otto Graham. So would I be satisfied if that's as far as he took us? I don't know. Probably Bri. not. Right. We were a Chad Henney ankle break away from getting there. Yeah. Yeah, but I we've mean, also dealt that, with one and thirty-one, so AFC Championship yeah. is far, far away from one. No, 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 no. So I get that. It depends I just, on your perspective. I just, I honestly think that I, I think Deshaun is a very good quarterback, and they are trying to bring back and resurrect the Deshaun from five years ago, Bry. And I think that's going to be too hard to do. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, he could be a five-time Pro Bowler and never make it to the Super Bowl as stacked as the AFC is, and it's not getting any easier, at least for the next five years. Um, he could, the Browns could be a very, very good team, and he could be a very, very good quarterback, and we still don't reach the Super Bowl. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's just the reality of the situation where we're at. So, yeah, certainly uh, a lot of Browns fans share in your uh, fears that, uh, that he won't take us to the Super Bowl. Um, if you have anything else you want to say on the Browns, go for it. If not, I'll go with mine. Nope, it's just one take. One take for each of us, bud. Sure. Um, I got my Browns unpopular take is that uh, that Miles Garrett will not win. It's it's more of a it's an unpopular take and also like a bold prediction as well. Uh, Miles Garrett won't win the Defensive Player of the Year this year. Um, and it's you know maybe not a super bold take because he hasn't gotten a vote yet, but um. The bold take is he won't win or he won't lead the Browns in sacks even. Um, I think Zadarius Smith, just what I've seen from him a little bit, I think maybe he surpasses Miles Garrett. I'm not saying he's a better player than Miles is, but um, Miles dealing with 
maybe some injuries, maybe not playing as much um, in the Jim Schwartz offense or defense. Um, Oboe cutting into some of his playing time, taking him off the field a little bit, and just Cesarius Smith being the best uh, defensive end he's ever played with. Um, you know, I'd be fine with if they both got around 15 sacks. That'd be good by me if they had 30 combined. But, um, yeah, I think maybe – Everyone's thinking with this Jim Schwartz defense. Now that Miles Garrett's playing with, uh, you know, Schwartz and Smith and a better defensive line, that uh, that he's gonna win Defensive Player of the Year. Just honestly, I don't think it'll happen. Okay. All right. Let's switch over. Let's go Cavs next, Brian. Okay. You're up. Yeah, I'll go. Um, and it's kind of what brought forth this whole uh, idea for me is um was my Cavs take and it's unpopular because I don't think Cavs fans want to hear it. I don't think it's true right now, but I think um when we look back in a couple years, I think we'll say that the Cavs lost the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um so I think Mitchell's gonna be moving on. I don't think he's gonna get us a championship. Um and I think Markinen, maybe even um was it a Baji? Was that the draft pick that we sent to um, mm -hmm. Utah? I think the guys we gave away will will have more of an impact long term um, on Utah and would have had on the Cavs organization as Donovan Mitchell did. Um, and he was great this year. I don't want to take anything away from him. But just the fact that, okay, last year was kind of ended as a disappointment. He didn't do great in the playoffs. Um, he was second team All-NBA. So he had a great uh, regular season performance. But, um, yeah, I just think he's looking to get out, um, even though he might not want to say it now. We might even trade him and turn him into other assets. So that's kind of the unknown of this. But, um, but yeah, I think long-term, looking back, I think uh, us acquiring Donovan Mitchell and giving up what we did, I, I think, um, will not be for the best of the organization. God, you and I are so alike on this one because mine was Donovan Mitchell too, bud. Yeah. Bringing Donovan Mitchell in, I believe, handicapped this team. It stunted the growth mm -hmm. of Darius Garland and his connection with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen at that point in time. And especially with Markinen being, being able to shoot outside threes the way he did, you could have plugged anybody there. Now, I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell isn't great, anything of that nature. Right. I just think he was not a fit for this team at the time that they brought him in. And I still don't think he's a fit, Bri, because I think he is trying to, he's young enough that it's about me, me, me. And last year, it was team-oriented. It wasn't singled out. They were playing. They were passing. They were moving the ball around. The team got stale with him being in the lineup because he started taking over the ball responsibilities instead of Darius Garland. And also, I believe Darius Garland, if Donovan Mitchell moves on, which he should, we should, he shouldn't be here. I believe Darius Garland would probably be a better state than where he is at now. I think he would be a superstar. I think he'd be an all-star if Darius, or if Donovan Mitchell was on this team. Sure. Yeah. What do you think alike there? Um, and I'm not saying it's a sure thing um, by any means, but just kind of where I'm leaning right now um, with the way that it looks like his impending free agency, he might be out of here. So, if you're not, if you're going to be here a couple of years and uh, 
and you don't bring us a championship, and then you say, peace, I'm out, you know, what was it all for? Exactly, and what you gave up for it. Right. All right, Brian. Go ahead. We'll... Yeah, go with your tribe one. All right, we're going I with I think Garden. we'll be different on this one. Okay. Uh, mine is one of our favorite players, Bry. I think it's just okay. And it's Jose Ramirez. I think Jose Ramirez, if he was on any other team, would be just another guy. He would be a good ball player. I'm not saying possibly great ball player. But since he plays on the Cleveland Guardians, he is our best ball player. And him only hitting this year 16 home runs, 66 RBIs. That's all he's got so far, Bry. Kind of think that here in Cleveland, we overrate Jose Ramirez. We put him on a pedestal because he is the top of the mountain of the ship mountain. And it goes downhill after that because look what happened when people left here. Med Rosario, balling it out in L.A. Fucking Josh Bell in Miami hit more home runs in Miami in two weeks than he did here in Cleveland. Is that right? Like it's unreal. It's unreal, Brian. And I think what it is, I think that's exactly what it is, is we hold, and I'm glad he signed the the I'm not he's a gold glover, he's a silver slugger. I'm not saying he's not a great ball player, but for Cleveland, I think we hold him too high. And we need to hamper his expectations too, because he's not the guy, he's not Mike Trout. All right. He's not Shohei Otani, he's not Ball Goldschmidt, he's not any of these big bombers. He's not taking over this team to make it his own team. I think we overrate Jose Ramirez. Yeah, certainly that that's going to be an unpopular opinion um, because we love him so much. But, um, yeah, what you said is justified, I think. Um, my take is it's, it's a bad one, and it's maybe even a little morbid. Um, but my take is – the best Guardians slash Indians teams that we will see in our lifetime was in the mid-90s. I don't think we'll ever see a team better than that. And <laughs> it's it's hard to say that because hopefully we have decades left to live. But um, but it's maybe more of a, a beef with Major League Baseball. And you knew that I'm going to be the guy and everyone just kind of looks past it and I'll bring it up time and time and time again. It's a flawed sport. It's a very flawed sport. How you have teams playing in the same league that don't play on the same level, same playing field, don't have a level playing field is beyond me. Um, it's just, you have a handful of teams that are playing a different sport than, and I know the Yankees, are finally having a below 500 season after 25 years of whatever it is. Don't sell me that crap. Um, we can't compete. Maybe one year we can have a, you know, oh God, I love it. everything falls into place and, uh, you know, we catch lightning in a bottle and maybe we compete and maybe we make it far in the playoffs or something like that. But as far as a sustained two, three, five year uh, window, I think, Unfortunately, the best we've seen of that organization happened 25, almost 30 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah. No, no I get it. I mean, to I think get it. that our whole life we have ahead of us, but uh, unless, and now 
if they make a salary cap and they enforce it to make every team kind of level, then obviously things will change. But right now, it's just it's sad. It's it's almost an embarrassment. And for the diehard baseball fans out there, I feel bad for you because uh, <laughs> you know, it's like going to watch a uh, it's going to watch a frog in a in a race with a bunch of deer or something like that, and you're rooting for the frog every year, and it's like. You know, yeah, I guess if uh, if everything goes your way, you might have a chance. But um, but these other teams have such an advantage on you. It's just it's not fair. And it's it's an embarrassment to call it a professional sport. All right. Let's get in. Uh, Justin, Justin said uh, his unpopular take for the Browns was moving the Browns to Baltimore was the best idea ever. <laughs> I'm going to need more, <laughs> more to that. He said, uh, Cavs, well, Flop was the best cat ever. Uh, guards, the name change was a great idea. <laughs> oh, so these are all very sarcastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Casey chimed in, Globetrotters versus the Generals. That's pretty much what it is. That's what Guardians yeah. baseball is. Yeah, yeah, I basically. Yeah, we I have a it. chance. I mean, um, but yeah, we can't compete year in and year out with Boston and New York and you know, LA. All right. Well, Brian, let's shut down the show. Um, like I said, next week, guys, you'll catch us live at Gino's Italian grill and bar in Strongsville. We will be out there checking out the food, checking out the place, talking some Browns from their last week, uh, from the Kansas city game. So come out and join us if you want to, if not, just check it out and see what kind of great place Gino's is. Uh, we'll have, Big Matt or Pops on with us for a little bit, talking Browns with us, because he wanted to talk some Browns with us, talk a little Kansas City. Um, and then other than that, our big one, Bry, and I'll keep putting it out there, for City Dogs for Cleveland right there, our pregame show and viewing party right there, 11.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on October 22nd, Browns versus Colts. Come out and join us at Melt Barn Grilled in Independence. There will be drink specials. There will be food specials. There will be benefit dying to donate for city dogs. Also, we will be taking donations. Uh, we'll have a plethora of people there hoping to pack that place for city dogs and raise a whole bunch of money for them. So please come out, help us raise a shit ton of money for city dogs. That's what it's for. Uh, on that note, Bry, we're here at the end of our show. What a great show it was today. I had so much fun, especially doing the unpopular takes and then, you know, doing oh, the fantasy oh. draft tonight. I got the list yeah. for you right here, buddy. I'll screenshot cool. it and send it over to you so you can get everything set up. On that note, Brian, God bless them. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. All right. I am that fat guy. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything you guys do. Thank you guys so much. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do this show. And Brian, like I always say at the end of every show, we're definitely uncorked, unloading. We're out. We'll see you guys next week live at Geno's. Have a good night.